is going on, folks? It's your guy, Tommy Gann, TG here for Ice Cold Sports, as you can see right there, with my main man, Zachary Leones. What is going on, Zachariah? You know, it's it's good to be back, man. I feel like I've been I feel like I've been off the pod for a while. Just it's been a while. You know, work, travel, life. Um, just got back from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, no less than no less than an hour ago. But we're rolling right into it because the the subscribers are hungry for content. You are a trooper, my man, and I salute you. Uh, I hope you had a great Christmas. I was back here at home with my mom, my dad, and my sister. You know, pretty calm, pretty cool, pretty collected. How was Ann Arbor? It was good. I spent spent a week in Ann Arbor. I was also in Colorado for a week. Um, saw both my family, girlfriend's family, nice. uh, in the process. Um, if I if I may get a little soft for a second. Um, this was, this was our first Christmas that at least I've ever spent without, um, my grandmother, Diana, um, she made the holidays go for us for every year. It was her favorite thing ever. Um, she was a huge sports fan. I know she would have been the biggest ice cold fan ever. Um, no, she's up there watching, listening. Love you. Rest in peace, Diana. Seriously. Um, uh, let's jump into... Uh, we're talking about other sad things. John Madden, legend, uh, obviously great coach, great announcer, great name for a video game, passed away, uh, a truly a, a legend of the game. Legend. I mean, or not only did he, you know, make the change of the game as a coach and as an announcer, I mean, growing up, we everyone played Madden. It was the biggest thing. I can imagine. I can imagine this for people older than us. This is like uh, when Chris Berman dies. Yeah, this is this was shocking. Honestly, um, from from everything I read, it sounds pretty unexpected. Um, you know, my condolences to all of his loved ones, first of all. But you know, just looking back, like a, a truly, it truly, truly an icon in the game of football. Not not many people have made an impact on the game from three different angles like he has. Oh yeah. You know, usually it's, yeah. Usually, you know, they're, they're just known for one thing. You're a coach, you're an owner, you're a player, you're a broadcaster. He was the, the mark he made was incredible. Um, he will be missed. Check out the, check out the uh, John Madden documentary. If you haven't already. That's coming up soon. Um, Isn't that, is that out yet? Or is that coming up? I think it streams on January 3rd in a bunch of places from what okay. I heard. So makes sense. Also look up his Miller light ads from back in the day. Those were sick. And Legendary. four, four angles advertising. There's a fourth. Uh, and before we move on, I want to talk about the worst tweet I have ever seen. Like we and Zach are, are veterans of the Twitter wars. We've been around uh, from empty wheel on Twitter. Everyone eulogizing Madden. How many concussions could we have prevented? Had he not turned video um, brain injuries into a video game, maybe literally the worst take I've ever seen on the bird app. Uh, it is outrageous. And she's still, she's being serious too, which is wild. What a wild, what a, what a, I mean, she deserves to get dragged. She deserved to delete her account. I don't care what anyone says. What a ridiculous, ridiculous tweet. 
insanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad, honestly. Yeah, that's um, bad. We've been we've been doing combat sports for 150 years and longer than that. And a hell of a lot longer than that, most likely. Um they would have been dead a long time ago. I think people under are pretty uh pretty understanding of the risk taken. And also just it doesn't make any make any sense. If it wasn't Madden, then they would have named it after somebody else. It's not he wasn't the one who invented sports video. That's not even matter here, but I mean, it's just it, the logic doesn't even fit. It's really stupid. Anyways, R.I.P. John Madden, uh, truly someone to never be forgotten. Let's jump into the National Football League over this last week. Let's, let's start. With, let's let's start with uh, Monday Night Football, uh, Miami and New Orleans. Oh man, I think uh, I think I have officially joined. Uh, 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 to Anon, if you know what that is. As in, you are a fan of Tua Tungavailoa? T-U-A-N-A-N. T-U-A-N-O-N. Tua Anon. Uh, which is now like what the Dolphin fans are calling themselves. Like people to combat the slander in the media against Tua. Because uh, they are on a hot streak. Now, it doesn't, it helps that. And Ian Book starting for the Saints. That man got murdered out there. That stat: twenty-three straight games, a Saint, a uh, 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 that a Notre Dame quarterback has started that they've lost is crazy. That's funny. weren't a lot of those Deshaun Kaiser though. A lot the of Browns. them were Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, a lot of them were Deshaun Kaiser. But still, last time a Notre Dame quarterback won the national won in the NFL was like Brady Quinn in 2012, 2013, I think. That's crazy to me. Yeah, um, not a not a ton to say on this game. I think the Saints had some O line issues due to due to COVID. Um, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, yeah, um, they we, got murdered. We, the Saints got murdered. We we saw that all night. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to pretend like Ian Book didn't hold the ball too long either. It's a combination of factors here. Oh, I mean, he's a rookie, but yeah, yeah, and and. Honestly, credit to Tua because remember this Saints D pitched a shutout in Tampa Bay. What was it like a week or two ago? That's right. Like, like the Dolphins O got rolling. I really like Jalen Waddle. He's a he's just an automatic. He's an automatic first down kind of receiver. He's just getting you ten yards in the pattern every time he's out there. So, oh, he's um, a, he's going to be a weapon for years to come. Yeah, I, re- I really Lindsay. like him. Child Philip Lindsay. Did 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 he play last night? I missed it. Yes, he did play. Uh, he might have. I can't remember if he scored or not, but he's on the Dolphins now. So shout out him. He's getting better reps than he was getting with the uh, the the Texans. Uh, nice. Moving on to next up, Cleveland at Green Bay on Christmas. I understand Baker played terribly. Four picks. Not good. Very bad. And Baker deserves to be on thin ice. But if anyone out there says that this game was not won for Green Bay by the refs, they're kidding themselves. Because that last no call on the pa- on holding slash pass interference was bananas. It was so blatant and so out there. Even if you don't like it, he clearly was pulling on, on him. He was stopping. He was affecting his route. It was so obvious 
and so clear. And if they would have gotten that, they would have been right like 10 yards from field goal range. So I get it. I understand Baker should have played better. But at the same time, the refs swoop in again and save the Green Bay Packers. Thoughts? Uh, I don't. I don't have a ref take here, but uh, oh, cheese, cheesehead, Zach. <laughs> Baker threw six or seven interceptable balls in this game. No, I'm not. It, I'm not disputing that. No, no, no. I don't. I, I don't have an angle on this game other than is is it time to consider if the backup is better than the starter? No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, listen. Maybe you want to move on from Baker from this year, but I'm not thinking Baker is that bad. He's not. He's an average quarterback. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, but the, with the injuries mounting up, he's he he seems to think he has a lot more mustard on his ball when. He, he thinks he has the normal amount of mustard on his throws, which is it's it's a recipe for disaster when a quarterback can't trust his arm. So uh, I don't know. I think that if he just I, I really do believe in Baker. I just think he needs to limit the risk a little bit more. He limited the risk a little bit more. It'd be a totally different ball game for him. And I really do think that. Also, one last thing for this game. Uh, well, Aaron Andrews and uh, Aaron were. Uh, doing an interview, socially distanced, and then there's footage right afterwards of them hugging each other, like immediately after the interview ends, <laughs> which is just like, what are we doing at this point? What are we doing? Yeah, what the hell? That's crazy. That that just meant, I mean, at that point, I mean, what what is the, what is any of this for? Is this all performative? That's my only thing. Bears at Seahawks. I know we probably shouldn't be talking about this game. This game is meaningless. It means nothing. But oh I, man, the Bears. Full, what disclo- full a win. disclosure. Full disclosure. I, I did not watch this game. Go. It was so this game was a disaster from the get-go. The Bears didn't play that great. Nick Foles is not a great quarterback, but it was very snowy. It was a the defense played the Bears defense played pretty well. David Montgomery's a beast. And then the Bears mounted a final drive, got the touchdown. Went for two, decided, you know, screw it. We'll go for two and the win. And Bird, one of the, the uh, receivers for the Bears, one-handed grab, got the grab, held it with one hand, got his knee down, and fell backwards. And the only reason the ball came out of his hands was because someone, after he was already down, someone slapped it out of his hand. It was a wow. beautiful win by the Bears. It does. It's meaningless. Fire Matt Nagy. Fire everybody. Sell the team. But, man, what a win by the Bears. Thoughts? Well, actually, no thoughts because you didn't watch the game. But it was yeah, a, I mean, it was fun. It was fun for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, shout out, shout out Matt Nagy for nope. walking shout into out a Nick tough Foles. place to play. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Foles. Foles shout out BDM. the Bears in general. Yeah. For just, it's, I mean, Seattle's a tough place to walk into and win regardless of the team, regardless of the team you're playing. So the, it's just allowed and, Hectic, so shout out yes. Bears. Uh, Washington at Dallas. That was an ass kicking on Sunday night. A complete ass kicking. The football team it ain't going back to the playoffs this year. The Cowboys are. Uh, Jonathan Allen at the end of the game decides to swing on Deron Payne. It was right on the sideline. Things are not so I great heard, for the football team. I heard uh, they're yeah. cool though. I heard they're, they're cool. cool? I yeah, guess that makes they said sense. it was. They said it was like big brother and little brother fighting. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't hate the football team. I think probably they need a couple better draft classes. They need to bring in a quarterback. I do believe in Riverboat Ron, even though some people have fallen off the boat. I still believe in him. I take him as Bears head coach. So, you know, Uh, I I, I believe in Riverboat Ron. I believe in it. Oh, yeah, me me too. I think they need to turn the personnel around and just the, 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 a lot of the things in the Washington organization need to be – I think it's that's pretty well documented how, yeah. how fucked up oh, that is internally. Oh, it's so, well documented. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. documents out there, a lot of emails. I Release the emails, NFL. I believe in Ron. Um, hey, TG, can I tell you a secret real quick? I think the Cowboys are going to win the NFC. I like that take because it means the Packers will not win the NFC. I'm good with that take. They they have two running backs, three awesome wide receivers. They do. An offensive line, a quarterback who is absolutely perfect on his reads. He can do full field, four or five wide receiver reads in a second. It's unbelievable. He's perfect every time. Um, they have a ball hawk corner. They have great, great OC. This great, yeah, good OC. But the, the one thing the, that could screw them over, coach Mike McCarthy's fat face, that is a tough sell in January. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear you. I do hear you. And listen, I'm a fat face guy too, but I, I'm not, he, he just takes it to a different level. When you see that sad sack face <laughs> losing on national television, you don't have any confidence you're going to win. That's my only thing. Yeah. Um, finally, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow throws for 525 yards. The fourth most in NFL history. People were saying he was running up the numbers. Those people are losers. Uh, those people are haters. They hate Joey B. Uh, they don't realize that you play until the clock at zero. So... I don't know what they're talking about. So your thoughts. The Bengals were still throwing the ball up a zillion points with like two minutes left. And there was just a, there was just a lot of fuck you energy in that, which I loved. Um, the, the, it's tough for the Ravens. They've just kind of had the season from hell. They haven't had any of their running backs. They have missed Lamar for now, I think three weeks in a row. Um, I think they're uh, – sorry, I cannot keep my AirPod in my left ear That's for some tough. reason. It's not fun. Sorry. Of, sorry about that, King. Yeah. Speaking of losing uh, Lamar um, – sorry, go ahead. Don't want to cut you off again. No, no, no. I, I think I was pretty much at the end of my point when my earbud fell out. Just like they – the Ravens have had the season from hell. They're missing a zillion running backs, Lamar, a couple yeah. corners. It's, it's, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. They do have Josh Johnson at quarterback. And can I read off his career history? Yeah. Maybe away. one of the greatest resumes in the history of football for quarterback. So he came into the league in 2008, first came to professional football. The Buccaneers, 49ers, offseason only. The Sacramento Mountain Lions of the United Football League. The Browns, the Bengals, the 49ers, second time. The Bengals again. Uh, the Jets, the Colts, the Bills, the Ravens, 
the Giants, the Texans, the Raiders, the Redskins, the San Diego Fleet of the American, uh, the American, uh, was it the Alliance of American Football? Yep. Uh, the Lions, the Los Angeles Wildcats, I believe, of the XFL. Uh, the 49ers again, the Jets again, and the Ravens again. Incredible. That is one hell of a resume. Hell, half of those are off-season, or like off-season or preseason only, but still, hell of a resume. I love that. I love that kind of journeyman quarterback still playing in the NFL, still starting. That's awesome. That's badass. Um, I want to talk about a little, uh, so a little thing called, you may have heard of it, called Omicron. The Omicron variant. Folks, listen. This is the Jamarcus Russell of variants. We got hyped to him. He has been a complete and total bust. It is the Nebraska football of variants. We get hyped up. This is it. It's coming back. Nebraska's coming back. COVID's coming back. And it never it's a flop. Uh, I mean, this this is, I mean, everything I'm reading, it's like case rates are up, deaths are way down. Like it's it's like lunacy. People are acting like the world's coming to an end and like everything. And listen, I'm not saying COVID is never is never serious. You know, it is serious, but this variant doesn't seem as serious. And now they're canceling a bunch of games. Me and you, we're going to go to Colorado against Kansas, and they canceled it like an hour before the game. Literally, like no less than 10 seconds after I crossed into Boulder County, they canceled the game. It was disgusting. It was awful. I was already halfway there, and then I, I, I find out that they've, canceled the game we didn't get to see each other because uh, uh of the this this whole thing and i'm pretty confident i don't know this for fact but i'm pretty confident it's not because people were sick it's because of contact tracing even though like the nfl has even said they're not testing asymptomatic people anymore and the cdc has put it at five days and all this kind of stuff it is i i don't understand it i don't get it it is crazy and now they're canceling a bunch of bowl games they canceled the Barstool Bowl. They canceled the Holiday Bowl. They're canceling everything. It's crazy. Thoughts? It's too bad. I I was bummed to have not gone to that Colorado game, obviously. Um, I, I like the NFL's approach of just not even testing asymptomatic vaccinated players at this point. Um. That's what I meant. Asymptomatic vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just exhausting to talk about anymore. You know. No, I agree. I agree. It's no, just something I, I keep I'm reading s- about like day after day about Omicron. Yeah. Why we need why like Bill Gates literally coming out and saying, "Well, we need to get ready for the winter of Omicron." Like, dude, like go off and shoot a, a, a missile of dust at the sun. Actual thing. Look it up. Uh, all I'll say is get vaxxed gives you gives all, you a better all chance you of get vaccinated absolutely fighting this thing if you uh, if you were to contract it I got an exposure well, notification thing. 10 days ago in Colorado and I'm fine so well that's the thing if you're vaccinated and you get omicron like all everything says that it's like nothing 
Like I've not heard yeah. of one person who getting seriously sick who was vaccinated. With like maybe there's been like one or two. Like the number is like microscopic. It's crazy. I'm convinced I'm immune at this point. I've never gotten it. I've never gotten any strain of COVID, or at least I've never tested positive ever for a strain of COVID. I don't know. Maybe I'm just built different. I'm probably built different. I am built different. Whatever. Uh, built different podcast. Built different podcast, except for Henry Collins. Uh, <laughs> no shout out to Henry. He decided to simp for his girlfriend and go see Spider-Man. Uh, but I like Paige. I like both pages. So I'm not going to. I'm not gonna go on him. I'm gonna shit on him. I'm gonna shit on him, not her. Uh, yeah, shout out both pages. Shout out both pages. Finally, let's jump into it. The college football playoff. It's coming. It's coming soon. I'm excited. I think we're all excited. Uh, let's just jump into it right away. We'll start with the Cotton Bowl. Number one, Alabama takes on number four, Cincinnati. The line is at Alabama minus 13 and a half. The over-under is 58 and a half. Alabama leads the all-time series 5-0. and The last matchup in 1990, the closest game ever between the two was the first matchup in 1908, 16-0 Alabama. Uh, what are your thoughts? Let's let you start with you. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, Cincinnati has had two outstanding seasons in a row. I think they're, I think they, they went undefeated in 2020 in 2020 as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're that yeah, one so loss. I can't remember. Two, two undefeated seasons in a row leading up to a very deserving uh, non-power five bid in the college football playoff. Um, with that being said, I still think they are going to lose by 40 or more. Um, I, okay. I just, Cincinnati is a few very solid recruits mixed in with very solid player development and good coaching. Alabama is all that plus four and five stars at every single position. Um, Cincinnati will simply not be able to keep up. Roll Tide. I have to say, I disagree. I very much disagree from everything I've read. So, Here's, a, here's some fun facts for you. So, so uh, uh, no John Manchie for this next game. So, Jamison Williams will be the top wide receiver for Alabama. Um, and the strength on defense, big time, is uh, with Cincinnati with their cornerbacks. Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, uh, and Arquan Bush. All three had three interceptions this year. Um, they, they have a very, it's going to be a tough matchup for Alabama find up, send it down field. I, uh, I, I personally think Alabama, they're very good, but at the same time, they're not as good as we saw last game because they show up for those big games and they fall apart for the smaller ones. You take on Florida, you'll only win by two. You take on Auburn, they send it to overtime. You only get one touchdown in regulation against these guys. They almost lose to Arky. They almost lose to LSU. They lose to Texas A&M. This is not a super team, folks. It isn't. I know people will say they're going to click into high gear, and maybe they will. But 
I, I, I like Cincinnati a lot more than most people do. I think they keep it within the number, honestly, and they're going to give them a run for their money. I, I, that is I, my opinion of this underperforming Bama team, and I think that Cincinnati's going to have a chip on their shoulder. And people will say, well, Nick Saban always gets them hyped up for these games. You're right, but I don't know if that's good enough in a year where they almost lost the Iron Bowl the, in the fashion that they did. Like, I just, I just really like Cincinnati coming into this game. Yeah, fair enough. I, um, I am thinking it'll end up on the other side of the number, but we're agree to disagree. We don't come on. We don't come on this podcast to agree on things. So You're cor- correct, correct. Uh, sometimes great minds don't think alike. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, number two, Georgia versus number three, Michigan. The line is Georgia minus seven and a half. Over under is 45 and a half. The series is tied all time 1 1. Last matchup was in 1965. Wow. Wow is right. I'm going to go first. I think it could go two ways. I think one, it's a close game and. Uh, uh, either team wins by a score or two Michigan runs away with it. And I've read that, or I've read people saying that I think that Michigan might just run away with this game. I think that the running game for Michigan is going to be such a challenge. And people don't realize Georgia played a lot of fraud opponents this year. A lot of, they never didn't have a very a tough schedule really by most metrics. Um, their defense was historic, yes. But their offense was meh, to say the best. I mean, people acted like they have a good offense. Stetson Bennett's not that good of a run. is not that good of a quarterback. I don't care what anyone tries to say. I mean, and I look at Michigan, and I see how good their run game is. Hassan Haskins, for one, um, along with uh, Blake Corum. Uh, they... they on defense, they have guys like Aiden Hutchinson, who has 14, sa- 14 sacks this year. And Mike McDonald, who's their new OC, taking over for Don Brown from last year. Uh, their defense is legit. I don't know if they played a defense this good all year, Georgia has, if Georgia has. And, you know, they have a chip. They, they are right now like a bowling ball rolling through. They beat Ohio State. They kicked the ever-living shit out of Iowa. I mean... I think it might, Michigan may just run away with this game. Thoughts? Yeah, I I think Michigan has a lot of fu energy rolling as well right now. I think you're 100 percent correct hitting on the Michigan run game. Um, the Michigan offensive line won the Joe Moore Award this year for the that's the best five man offensive line unit in the country. If anyone is going to find a way to shut down Jordan Davis in that A-gap, it might be these guys. Um, Hassan Haskins, it, it's going to be uh, the, the, nerd, the nerds who's studying him call it off a, like early down success rate, right? Like how often are you getting four yards or more on first and second down when you're either running the ball or throwing these quick passing concepts? And I think that's going to be so huge for Michigan in this game, because if 
McNamara has to drop back and throw into this teeth of the into the teeth of this Georgia defense on like you know third and eight, third and nine, third and eleven consistently. It's going to be a bad day for Michigan. That's true. I think that that's probably something that could make this a really good game is the Georgia defense shutting down the run, but I don't know if they can. And if they and all, I mean, they played a legit opponent for the first time in the SEC championship game, and they got rocked. I mean, that was the first time they played a real an opponent on Michigan, like a Michigan-level opponent. I think Michigan might be the best team in the country right now, and I think they might win the national championship. That's just my opinion. It could be a close game. It could be a one-score game. It, I mean, if, if they do what you say and they shut down that, they kind of limit that run. But if they find themselves struggling doing that, it could get ugly. Legitimately. Um, I'm I, that all being said, I'm I'm leaning strongly toward Michigan plus the points. I wholeheartedly agree, and the I like the I mean if I, I think that probably will be under under the total as well, which is forty five and a half, probably. Yeah, this is this is going to be an NFL game with that kind basically, of basically. Yeah, basically, it'd be funny. I I said this before, Georgia, they have an incredible season. Everyone's calling them the best defense ever. All this stuff. And then they lose in the SEC championship game and turn around and lose in the first game of the playoff. What, what a, a poetic ending for Georgia. Classic, like literally the most Georgia thing Georgia could possibly do. Am I wrong? I, no, I, I stumbled. I somehow stumbled into a, a dog, an area of dogs Twitter last night. Um, and they're they're all just so worried about that, exactly what you just described. They're just like, oh my god, this would be the <laughs> the most Georgia thing ever. I'm going to make a meme. I think you know, 14 going on 40, that movie with like Jennifer Lopez or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it like 41 going 40 uh, going going 41 going on 42, and that's like how many years it's been since Georgia's won a national championship. The last one was 1980. So I think that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna do. 41 going on 42, Georgia football. <laughs> well, folks, it re- we've reached that sad time every week. Uh, if we, it was not not a copyright issue, I'd play "Closing Time" by Seismonic. I think that's how you pronounce the band. Do you know that song? Oh, absolutely. Yes, great song, great song. It's a sad time of the week. We wish you all. A great New Year's. Uh, please do not drive this New Year's. Uh, that being said, have a great time. Be live your life, have fun with your friends. Do uh, you know? Obviously, drink responsibly out there. But uh, just uh, tip one, tip a few back rice gold forks. Any any thoughts? Any wisdom for the people going into the New Year, Zachary? Um. Wishing everyone health, wellness, success in 2022. Um, tip a few of your favorite alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverages, if you prefer, uh, back in support of the Ice Cold Pod. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I think this 2022 is going to be a great year, at least it is in my opinion. I think 2021 has been a pretty great year for me, honestly. I mean, I went through all the different things. I know there are some people out there that have been very negative throughout this year, but for me at least, I've had a nice year. I've had a good, I've had a good 
year. And hopefully next year will be even better for all of us. And for all of us here of our ice cold sports family, your family out there, we wish you a happy holidays, a, a, a belated Merry Christmas, and a very happy new year. We will see you all in the new year. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys.